Hello and welcome to episode 2 of Mind, Matter, and Montessori, the podcast where I, Swad Huntspy, jump into the hot seat and quickly try to answer your questions about how to Montessori. Today is Thursday, April 23rd, 2020, in cloudy, still quarantined, Westchester, Ohio. This week's question is about the role of observation in the Montessori classroom. You know that feeling you get when your boyfriend or girlfriend keeps mentioning something in all of your conversations and text messages? Like maybe how they really want to upgrade to that new Samsung Galaxy? And you kind of have to stop and decide whether they keep mentioning it because they want you to get it for them or if they keep mentioning it because it's just really important to them. Yeah. Well, Maria Montessori has kind of been doing the same thing, except instead of a Samsung Galaxy, she keeps talking about observation. She really, like, really cares about it. And really wants all of us Montessorians, if you will, to start observing more. It's so important and integral to Montessori and the method that she mentions it in every single one of her books. If you don't observe, you are not fulfilling your role as a Montessori guide who is scientific and spiritual. She says, the teacher must derive not only the capacity, but the desire to observe natural phenomena. The teacher must understand and feel her position of observer. The activity must lie in the phenomena. In other words, as the teacher, your job is not to be an active participant unless you absolutely need to. Your real job is to prepare an environment that allows the children to lead their own learning. You then observe, observe, observe. The purpose is to really understand the child's true self. Hila Patel rightly suggests that in learning the true self, you also helpfully remove any prejudice or bias you may have had towards that child. It allows you to objectively approach the whole child. You you get to see what they do, what they gravitate towards, how they interact, to see the development and the manifestations of their human tendencies and psychological characteristics, and to detect any sensitive periods. Observing children allows us to give the child control and for them to be the active participant in the classroom, which we know, according to EM standing, is kind of the goal. We want them to be the active participants and we want to be the passive participants. Um, And this allows the guide to see any obstacles in the child's path and to help fix or repair those atypical behaviors. This observation also allows the teacher the opportunity to organically see when the child is ready for the next lesson or part of learning. Observation is really the true key 
to following the child, which is something we hear so often as Montessorians. There is a whole shift that needs to happen for guides where instead of planning your day based on what you think goes next in the lesson or in the unit or in your guide, you plan based on what the children have shown they need on that particular day. You really follow the children. So you might ask then, okay, it's really important. Great. How do I do it? The objective is to be silent and to allow the children to carry on as if you were not there. So don't hover or intervene unless there's a real serious need to do so. Just watch and listen. And Dr. K. Baker says to observe with knowledge and awareness. Really take the time to not just see the work that they are doing, but maybe even more importantly, the child themselves. How do they carry out their own learning? So to sum up, observation is the foundation of your job. You cannot know what lessons to give, when to give them, what really drives and breaks each child and their ability to concentrate and focus unless you observe. Observation is what drives the what, when, where, why, and how of our classrooms. It allows the teacher to prepare an environment that provides exploration and discovery to the children in that specific room. And according to Sylvia Dubavet, without observation, there is no way to know what is really happening in your class. That should really put it into perspective. You don't know the whole of each of the children in your room unless you observe. And if you don't know each child as a whole, you can't really know how to prepare your room for them. And ultimately, you won't really know what learning is actually taking place in your classroom and if it's even appropriate for each child individually. So if you have ever wondered how to really reach each and every child in your room, observation is really where you start. So thanks for tuning in to this mini episode of Mind, Matter, and Montessori. Tune in next Thursday where I again jump into that hot seat and quickly try to answer another viewer's question about how to Montessori.